I put a spell on you. Hey. <laughs> so, how about this? Um, that was something. Uh-huh. Maybe it was. It of all the things that you've heard, <laughs> that was one of them. Okay. I'm Alan Dempsey. This guy is... Rafiq Shaheen. Um, I accidentally did a radio voice while I said, this guy is, and I wasn't even doing it on purpose. That's how bad I suck. It's Bubba and the Dingo. Uh, 93.6. <laughs> Bubba and the Dingo. <laughs> a crazy Ira. Um, so, we don't have to broach the subject of how we got on the subject. Okay. Because you've had a recent life experience. Yes. That has got you thinking about a topic. Yes. And we don't necessarily have to get into that life experience, but we were discussing the idea of magical thinking. And right. and this is something you're kind of obsessed with because we had a whole episode with you that was very much this same topic of like looking at reason versus belief and you know the interplay we did a whole episode with adam where we talked about theology i mean we spent the most the, of the time talking about theology the theology of buttholes the theology of buttholes right um and then i think we a batman got in there somehow yeah, yeah. um so what is your let's say this you're in a relationship with somebody who has vastly different beliefs from your own yes let's keep it at, at that level of vague okay and unless you really feel like... I mean, we can talk about, like, I'm Christian and she's into Santeria. Santeria. Did you know that I I don't practice Santeria? Oh, I, ain't, I ain't got no crystal ball. You, you, you ain't got no Santeria in your soul? <laughs> yeah, got, yeah. It would have been... It wouldn't have even been funny if I had said it right, <laughs> right. the first time. So you hear her espouse her, I don't know if I use that word correctly, but you hear her spout out her, I believe this because, and yes. your response is like, oh, okay. Sometimes, yes. For me, there's a lot of times where we will have like a conversation of beliefs where it's like, there's a moment where like, kind of like when you're watching like a documentary of something like real I don't want to use the term fucked up because I'm not trying to belittle her beliefs. But, I'm t- <laughs> but we will. But I, I'm t- I say the word fucked up as like, if you're watching like Tiger King and then they say something that sounds crazy to you and you're like, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's a lot of moments like that with her where it's like, I recognize that I'm doing that, which I find fascinating in me because I know that my beliefs if i were to espouse that to say an atheist or somebody else sure. would also be like go, go on, on. <laughs> yeah uh we were saying this we were having this conversation off mic and back when i was a devout loving jesus christian believing it all day every day even then i couldn't stand it when my christian friends were like eye rolling at other religions because they would be like, did you know that the Mormons believe blah, blah, blah? Or do you know the Scientologists believe blah, blah, blah? And I would have to look at them and go, dude, your Bible at one point says that a donkey got mad because his owner was beating him. So the donkey turned around and said, hey, man, can you stop beating me? Like, right. like that's in your Bible. The talking donkey. Right. And that's kind of, I don't want to say the struggle uh, in <laughs> this. But like there is a recognition in me of like, again... 
my faith and my religion goes, well, you have your deity who is the all-powerful, omnipresent, omnipotent being. And then she goes, well, I can't have peacocks on my property because (laughs) if one of them died, we'd have to conduct a ceremony. And I go... Really? And it's like... Nobody saw me get exhausted. (laughs) I wish if we had been filming, everyone would have seen me just smash my face in the microphone when you said that. You know, and to her credit, you know, she is wonderfully patient with me when I have a billion questions (laughs) in those moments. Well, I'm going to assume she's heard a lot of these questions before. Right. Well, so... And it's very, it's very interesting because, like, she is studying for, like, the equivalent of the priesthood okay. for her religion. So, like, we had a conversation where she was like, I may just have to go away for, like, <laughs> six months to be kind of ordained, at which point in time, if I returned, I would then have to spend a year completely celebrate from any kind of vice, Okay. In order for her to obtain whatever thing. That's see, I don't know much about Santeria. Isn't it kind of rooted in Catholicism in a weird way? So my from the conversations we've had, it's a kind of like a mixture of Catholicism and like kind of like Haitian almost voodooish, yeah. Yeah, practices which I go there, you know, there's a lot of nativism involved in it of like, these are native and traditional things. And if you trace this back far enough, you are going to go back to like African, you know, roots as far as religions and things like that Mm -hmm. are concerned. So it's like, I understand that to a certain extent. This is just an extension of a bunch of foreigners showed up, took a bunch of people from one place, put them in another and said, you're Christian now. And they went, yeah, okay. but I like, but I like, <laughs> like, but I like all my parrots and chickens and shit. Right? Yeah, it's like I used to live next door, and it, it stopped abruptly. But annually, I, I think around this time of year, they would have these like weird. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. They would have these like I don't want to call them ceremonies, but like once a year, whatever the hell the holiday was. It would be this mixture because they were idiots and they would play their music. They would set up concerts with speakers. I mean, talking about musicians showing up on their front lawn Mm -hmm. and the speakers were pointed at my house. Mm -hmm. It sounded as if a mariachi band broke into my house and just started playing in my living room. Cast you out. (laughs) (laughs) So they would have these like, so you're hearing one minute it'd be somebody singing Ave Maria and it would actually be like, Beautiful. Like I would, I, instead of being angry at somebody breaking into my house singing, I'd be like, hit pause and whatever I was doing, and like, holy shit, you know. Right. But then the next minute they'd be doing these like ritualistic dances with these giant headdresses that would like shush every time they moved. So it'd be like shush, 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 and they were in these very specific lines. Like the middle line was going to the left, and the other two lines were going to the right, and then they would switch positions, and you know, I'd be like in my bedroom, like the little kid looking over the windowsill and I would just see these bouncing and I'd be like, I'd be like, do I have to go get my boomstick? Is it about to get real evil up in here? What's going on? I I like the idea of like old Alan, but like Martha, Martha, go get the boomstick. We got some foreign shit going on over here. That was, 
about me and not right. at all about what we were talking about. Right. You're welcome, but, audience. But to your credit, you know, that that's kind of what she is studying for. I'm not saying right. I, I'm like I'd have to actually see what would happen. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's a portion of it where it's like that's the kind of thing she is studying for. And again, you know, as somebody who has his own beliefs, I look at it and I go, my faith is my faith. Your faith is your faith. So I'm not going to say we can't be together Mm -hmm. because you have a different belief than me. Because I feel everyone's journey religiously is their own. How do you reconcile when you have to deal with the fact that your Bible has a talking donkey that has never mentioned it before or since. It just kind of happens. Like, what do you do internally to deal with that kind of stuff? So what do you mean, what do you do internally? Do you mean, like, how, like, do I believe that that's a thing that occurred? Or do you... Yes, well, let's start there. I mean, yes. Okay. I mean, because... Again, in my faith and my religion, you know, there is a all-powerful being that mm. I believe is an actual being because, and this is something that I feel is different than a lot of times when you talk to people who go, I'm Christian. I find a lot of people in America say I'm Christian in the sense of I have a religion. Whereas you talk to some people in America where they go, I'm Christian, and it's like, you actually have faith in a thing. You believe that this thing is real. But the thing that you believe in is so far away from what it says biblically that I kind of go, I understand why there are different denominations, but like your thing is so far outside so the far real house. Of, I understand what you're saying. You know, I know exactly what you're saying. That's where you get into the kind of like Jesuits that are like three fourths atheist. Right. So yeah. at what, and even I, I'm like, at what point does it matter? Like, don't you don't have to call yourself a Christian anymore? Right. <laughs> you know, and, like right. And for me, <laughs> the thing is, I I feel that I have an actual faith. I believe. You know, and people can call me crazy or whatever, but like I believe that this thing is real and has real consequences in the end. So are you let's try to keep these brief. So just hit me with yes or no's. Are you absolutist? Like if you're not born again, you're going to hell. No. No. Is the Bible the infallible word of God? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but but. I, but here's a caveat. I would also make the argument of which Bible are you talking about? Mm. Are you talking about the King James Version that sat down, looked at a sure. bunch of books, right. and like cut out things that they like yeah. ran I mean, to an editor? There's or? a lot of... Yeah, that's a long conversation, for sure. Um, okay. One of my favorite parts of the Bible, and, and this goes back to the... Question I tried to ask you five minutes ago before we, we did what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> my favorite, possibly my very favorite part of the Bible, Noah. You're reading the Noah story. There's some Noah shit going on. It's mm-hmm. very Noah. Then one verse out of nowhere, and apropos of nothing, it just says, the sons of God lie with the daughter of men and created the Nephilim. 
And then it's just right back. You never hear about the Nephilim again. Mm-hmm. You don't know what the fucking Nephilim. I don't know who the sons of God are. I don't know who the daughters of men are. I don't know what that is. Right. So as a guy that I think is pretty rational, what do you do with that? So I look in that situation, and again, I go, all right, let's do some research to find out what we're talking about. Okay. If I look, and again, with all the knowledge and cunning that I have, cannot find an answer, I default to, I guess I just have to believe that this is a thing. (laughs) Okay. Right? If I can't find, like, a well-researched paper by someone going, like, well, a Nephilim is actually a reference to this, this, and this. Oh, sure. You know? Because, again, when you look at it... Because you're talking about a translation issue and all that kind of right, stuff. Right. For, like... And we're talking about a translation issue from, like, generations ago. Sure, sure. You know? For sure. So, when you're reading that in the King's English, and someone goes, a Nephilim, and it's like, well, if you go back to the original source material, that just means a boy. Right. You know? It's like, okay. Maybe. We haven't you, researched the Nephilim. Right. Uh, okay, so then what do you do with weird moments like a donkey talked? So, again, because of my faith, I go, that could absolutely be a thing. Because for me, my relationship faith-wise is that science is just the means by which things happen. Okay. So I go, if you are an all-powerful, omnipresent sure. being... Sure, and you break science. Science adapts to your will, not the other way around. I 100% believe that. So I go, you know, you can call me crazy all you want, but I go, like, it's absolutely powerful that a being in that context would be like, I need him to speak for, like, 30 (laughs) seconds, so I'm going to rearrange the molecules and atoms in the donkey to achieve, you know. I guess for me, the... Dawkins, is that his name? The real outspoken atheist biologist, yes, guy, Richard so. Dawkins. He always defaults to things like, how could you possibly believe in a virgin birth? And to me, that's a stupid argument. Mm-hmm. As a guy who is no longer a believer, I go, that's a dumb argument. You're talking about a being who controls time and space. He can knock up a virgin. It's not, you know, <laughs> right. he's going to snap his fingers. But I think the stuff that I can't rationalize anymore is like, your explanation is fine. I have no problem with your explanation. The problem I have is, in the Bible itself, it doesn't tell me God got involved and made the donkey talk. It just says the donkey got tired of getting smacked around, and it turned around and said, hey, bro, can you stop (laughs) smacking me around? And then you just move on, at which point I go, hold on, stop, wait, what? (laughs) So for me in those situations, I go, again, we either have to go and peruse the writings that are supposed to be there, right? look at the Torah, look at, you know, uh, the original versions of the Bible, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, because it's like, this may have been a passage where it's like, and God said, you know, through the donkey that ended up on the cutting room floor. Right. And we would, <laughs> okay. right. And we, we, yeah, we got to edit this guy down. Yeah. Right. And we would never know that because it's like, well, we made a record that we cut that passage out, but that's in like some Germanic text from, sure. you know, the 1300s that nobody talks about that had to be discovered. So then, you know, 
by no means am I trying to sway you. But what you're saying right now is one of the very reasons why I lost my faith. Mm -hmm. Because I go, okay, fine. God gave us a document that is his infallible word, but he didn't keep a close enough eye on us to make sure that we didn't cut out important bits. So to me, you know, yeah. that's where I start to go like, wait, what? So to me, there's, so what you're talking about is something that from my experience boils down to, there is a document that is the infallible word of God in the sense of the actual document would be the infallible word of God. If you get to heaven and God slaps down a book on a desk and goes, by the way, this is what you were supposed to read. Sure. I go, but that's my point. You're making my point for me. Well, okay. if he's giving us this roadmap, that is his words straight from God's mouth to your ears. Wouldn't he also make sure that people didn't cut shit out and fuck things up and let generations of people be deceived because they cut out the thing that should have been there. And so what you're talking about, though, to me, ends up into a question of free will. Of he, Because I feel a lot of times when you're talking about an omnipresent being, it's one of those things of like, the things that we as sentient creatures experience are so limited that it's more of, you know, it's more of you walk into the room and the teacher has everything set up and goes, it's drawing time have fun, and then walks out. And we are here trying to be like, well, what's this? I've never seen a crayon before. <laughs> right. You know, and but, it's like, but I, I left everything there for you. Right. You know, you are free to interpret this as you will. Some people are painting on the walls. Some people are writing on paper. Some people are like, well, I don't want to paint a thing. I want to write a bunch of words in crayon. And that's also art to which I go, that's equally possible. Right. And, I will drop it after this, but even what you just said, like every time, that's a great argument. I'm not at all shitting on what you just said. That is a solid, reasonable, and I'm glad that works for you. For me, I go, we as humans in our limited ungodly capacity, we have common sense enough to know that you can't give a room full of five-year-olds crayons without direction. So why would the Supreme God give us this document and not expect us to fuck it up without his direction? So my counter argument to that would be, and we can keep on going as much as Yeah, you no, want, I'm done after this. But my counter argument to that would be is he did give direction. He gave direction to the first kid who came into class and then went, I'm going to the bathroom. And then that kid turned around and said, he said, draw whatever. <laughs> and it's like, he may have but said, draw whatever. I said, I'm going to drop it. And I'm really, <laughs> anyone who's ever taught knows that that shit doesn't work. Anyone who's ever taught knows that the second you take two minutes to go to the bathroom, all fucking hell breaks loose. Right. But again, in this, at least for me in this context, in order for us as creations to have free will, he has, not has to, but he designs to go to the bathroom anyway. Because if he doesn't, then you cannot, you know, it's a thing of like, theoretically in this, in this metaphor, he could sit down with each child, hold their hand, 
paint the thing and then it's like everyone's drawn a beautiful thing and this is exactly what it was supposed to be mm-hmm. but at a certain point you have to go did the child actually draw anything or was it just sure the teacher so, so my, my question then again wonderful response awesome good job um, Thank you. That's not patronizing. <laughs> no, we had this conversation before. With all my heart, there was no intent of patronization in what I just said. But there's something about me that people just assume I'm being a dick when I'm really not. Um, God damn it. I guess my point would be, at the end of the day... If we're going, if we're stuck on the teacher metaphor, at the end of the day, the assignment was to draw something on a piece of paper. And if the lesson gets so spiraled out of control that 80% of the kids didn't draw on a piece of paper, that's the teacher's fault. I mean, I feel like the lesson is more of the teacher in this metaphor goes, I just want them to make art. Right. We're saying the exact same thing. And I would prefer if they made art in this way, (laughs) but as long as they make art, the objective has been achieved. We're saying the exact same thing. That's my metaphor. My point is, at some point the one in charge has to go at the very least. I need to see lines on paper. Mm -hmm. I don't need them on the walls. I don't need them on each other. I don't need them on the desk. I need them on the paper. So again, though, at least for me, I go, I feel like that direction was given because I go first kid in class, right? First kid in class teacher goes, You're my assigned helper for today. This is what I need. Make sure all the other kids know. And then the teacher goes to the bathroom and comes back and it's like, well, some of you understood, some of you didn't. But then the teacher just walks away, throws their hands up and goes, well, I gave them a shot. The teacher doesn't redirect. The teacher doesn't... My greater point, we've gone way over and we haven't, I don't think we even started discussing what we thought we were going to discuss when we hit record. (laughs) But my greater point, and one of the reasons why it's really hard for me to continue believing is like, you expect me, if we're talking about this free will Jones, you expect me to live up to a standard or to believe or whatever and yet, you can't be arsed to make sure that we're on track. Which, I mean, I guess that would be fair, but there's also, I mean, I mean, there's a lot that we could discuss here because we're talking about like societal expectations and blah, 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 in the context of this metaphor. But there's also a certain point of like the correction that you're talking about. I go, that's what hell is. It's a purification. Yes, okay. essentially. It is a teacher came back in the room, 
Okay, I told the helper to do this. Helper didn't do that. Now so. everybody's in trouble. Everybody's yeah, ev- attention. Everybody, this is what's supposed to happen. This is... Okay. You know what? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm convinced. Uh, you converted me. <laughs> uh, you got anything else to say about Santeria before we uh, go? Just that, you know, I, I think, and again, this is just my experience with her. But the thing that I find most interesting about my experience with her is there is a lot of me going, I have this faith and this belief and I have this thing that I find is important, but I absolutely understand when somebody else doesn't. Mm. So the thing I find interesting about myself as a person is I go, how do I reconcile the two of these things together to which I go, I, you know, especially in this context, it's made me realize that I find faith and religion and all that good stuff to be a very personal, Mm. you know, thing. It is a thing of, I will share this with you and I would love if you would, you know, come over to my line of thinking, but I don't, not that I don't care if you do or not, but it's more of a, I understand if you choose not to. I also, after hearing her whole, I'd have to go a year with zero vices and so no drinking, no sex, no smoking, nothing, where I go like, don't know if this relationship's yeah, going to work out. I, <laughs> you got to be really committed to fucking follow through on that. Uh, and I got one last question for you. Okay. Um, so how about this? So... Fuck, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, I'd like to take a moment, sit right here, turn it. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to do song lyrics. Uh, I was, but then I bailed. Uh, <laughs> okay, goodbye. That. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of So How About This. If you liked that episode, please don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, or leave a review. If you really liked this, tell a friend. If you hated us, Tell somebody you also hate. Tell five people that you hate about us. Find your arch enemy and convince them to listen to our podcast because you hate us so much and you want to punish them for it. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at So How About This One. That's the words So How About This, followed by the number one. If you have any questions you want answered on the show, just hit us up on Twitter and don't forget to stay tuned for new episodes.